0: Hey now, hey now, tough skin, soft heart family. Welcome to another episode, another opportunity for us to gather in solidarity to advance conversations, critical discourse about our emotional health and well-being. We love welcoming new members to our family and fold. So if this is your first podcast, we want to say welcome. There is space for you. And if you are a veteran, an OG family member, we say, hey, welcome back. Hope you are living and leading well from the inside out. And that actually is the focus of this week's episode. I was reading an article about emotions on LinkedIn the other day, and the title was something similar to emotions, fact or feeling. And have you ever read an article and you just got upset? (laughs) You got upset by an article. And I think part of the reason why I was upset is because the whole frame that the author was using was a miss to me. And so I wanted to do my own rebuttal to that conversation, which many of us have heard as to whether there is a place in business for emotions. Should emotions be included in the workplace or is there no place for emotions in the office? And even with all of the discourse that has happened around emotional intelligence, we still struggle to admit that absolutely there is a place for emotional intelligence in the workplace. More than that, there's so much data that talks about those in management that have emotional intelligence are promoted quicker and to higher levels of leadership than those who don't. We know that more than ever in today's knowledge-based and connection economy that emotional intelligence is critical to brand success and to individual success. And so I think this is my reason why. If I were to do a rebuttal to that article, a rebuttal to the argument about the connection between emotional intelligence and workplace wisdom, this would be it. And I think we have to go back to the fact that our body is a system. And every functioning operating system has hardwired within it indicators and alerts. Think about it. Our cell phones have alerts to let us know when upgrades are available or for particular apps that we use or when our cell life, the battery is low. Our homes have operating systems with alarms that let us know if carbon monoxide levels are too high. There are even in our communities weather alerts and our operating systems for weather let us know when to take cover and it gives us signals and signs if there is a hurricane or an earthquake looming. Our vehicles have operating systems that alert us to when we need to check our engine or we have a check oil light on. These are all sensors and indicators that let us know if there are pending threats to our operating system. So all around us, we have operating systems that we trust and we recognize that those indicators and those alerts are safeguards. They are protective mechanisms to let us know What is going on in the operating system that we may not be able to see, but we need to address before crisis emerges? So if we honor indicators in our cell phones, in our computers, in our vehicles and devices, in our homes and in our weather, why is it that it's such a stretch to recognize that our emotions are our bodies, hardwired indicators that feelings are those alert systems that signal us when we need to be in tune to something connected to the functionality of our human being system as an operating system. Did you know indicators were really there to protect and to serve? And if you think about your car, if you've ever had a check engine light come on or a check oil light come on, we know that when we heed that warning and actually take our vehicles to a service provider, so that they can do a deeper diagnostic assessment. And if we are quick to do it once that sensor comes on, not only can we get it right, but it helps us to make sure that we aren't paying some exorbitant bill. But the truth is, that most of us also know the reality of pressing snooze on some of those indicators and alerts, and then ending up with some crazy sounding bill because we kept ignoring those signs. Human beings and the human body is the only operating system that I see that we tell the users of those operating systems to tuck their indicators, ignore their indicators, pretend like those indicators don't exist, especially at work. And why is that? Many of us know what it's like to go onto a plane and board a plane, and then to hear over the loudspeaker that there has been some indicator that lets them know that they need to ground the plane momentarily so that service providers can come out and take a look at the plane. And whenever that has happened to me, on the few occasions that that has happened to me, I've never heard a passenger say, just ignore it. There's no place for indicators on the plane. Let's just go to our destination. It'll be all right. Many of us would get off the plane if somebody did say that. So why is it? That when it comes to our emotions giving us indicators, whether those indicators are joy, happiness, sadness, frustration, fatigue, disappointment, discouragement, why do we treat those indicators as something to be dismissed or ignored, tucked, or stuffed? Now, I'm not saying to be an emotional kaleidoscope at work, but what I am saying is that we have to reframe and reclassify how we see our emotions. And that's why that article was so difficult for me because the author was asking the wrong question. It's not a question of if emotions are fact or fiction. The real question is, how do we teach and teach early. I love that so many schools are starting to now incorporate social, emotional learning into the curriculum. How do we go back and start teaching children? And then how do we reframe conversations as adults to recognize that our emotions and our feelings are indicators, just like an indicator in any of the devices that we use. It's an alert to invite us into a deeper probe, a deeper assessment, and a deeper discovery moment of what may be going on with our operating system so we can diagnose what it is figure out what we need to keep our operating system which is in this case our bodies functioning optimally and I think that is the power that is the reason and the spirit behind even tough skin soft heart you know lately I've been doing quite a bit of consulting with organizations that have been really struggling either with team relations either there's been some friction on the team there has been a clashing of personalities on a team, or I've been doing quite a bit of consultative work with individual professionals, executives that have been tasked to do change management work within systems, and they're encountering resistance and opposition. And it has been very interesting. I'm thinking about one client inquiry recently where the senior executive officer reached out to me because... Their team has simultaneously been growing, growing in size, growing in reach. But there has been increased fragmentation in the relationships on the team. And it's starting to impact work outcomes, working agreements, and the atmosphere and the climate and the workplace culture. So when this senior leader reached out to me and started to describe the experience that the team was having, the organization was experiencing and inviting me to come in to do an in-service with the group. I'll never forget how she framed her email. She said, can you come in and teach us how to show up with our best selves to work together? And I responded to her, we can't talk about best selves until we go back to talk about the indicators and that we've been ignoring or pretending that they don't exist, or tucking, that have led us to this space of crisis, we have to go back and create a safe space, a psychologically safe space, for people to vocalize their lived experience in the workplace. In other words, before we talk about how to fix the operating system, we have to go back and talk about feelings that are underscoring the malfunctions that you see. I think the same thing is so true in our lives. Part of this tough skin, soft heart work, the very first phase of emotional intelligence is self-awareness. And I think every day as human beings, we have to either at the end of the day or the cool of the day, which you hear me talk about that all the time. And sometimes in the middle of the day, and truthfully, it's an ongoing assessment because emotional health and wellness are not constant. There are different things that happen, different incidents, different conversations, and email can change your mood in a nanosecond. And so we have to be honest with ourselves and say, what are some of the indicators, alerts, signals, and signs that my emotions have been giving me that have been showing up in my body? You know, sometimes our emotions and our body will work together. If you've been chronically experiencing stress burnout, overextension, it will show up in our bodies. That exhaustion will manifest in other areas of our operating system. And so we have to ask ourselves every day, all day, we have to check in with those alerts and those signals, not to stuff them, not to dismiss them, not to disregard them. We need to assess them. We need to listen and we need to ask, use them as opportunities to probe deeper to what might be going on behind out the veil of our smile or beneath the surface before it starts to manifest in our behavior towards other people. So when was the last time you checked in? What indicators have you been ignoring or tucking that may be impacting how you've been showing up in space, whether that's space in relationships, space at home, space at work, space in community where you serve? What might those indicators be telling you? And what do you need to be well? As always, I am thinking of each of you, I'm holding you close in my heart, and I look forward to next time.